Hello, this is Susan Smith-Nash, and you're listening to Thoughts on e-learning. Small college turnarounds. Can independent colleges be rescued? In 1996, I had the good fortune to join the faculty of a small independent college located in Shawnee, Oklahoma, which was in the midst of, of a phenomenal turnaround, guided by a visionary leader and supported by a team of dedicated, committed, and self-sacrificing administrators and faculty. Thankfully, its turnaround was permanent, and the college is a thriving institution today. The key elements that contributed to its remarkable renaissance were fairly straightforward, but they required college leadership to demonstrate a great deal of courage. A similar level of courage had been demonstrated earlier by five small colleges that had also found themselves in financial difficulties due to declining enrollments, rising costs, and declining contributions. Their experiences were studied by a researcher, Ruth Cohen, who then published her findings and recommendations in the journal Change in 1993. In the 1990s, the following strategies were found to be effective. 1. Changing leadership finding a president willing to lead the college through painful and risky change. 2. Ridding oneself of problem blindness and naming and addressing real problems. 3. Redefining the college's purpose. 4. Defining the college's target market and gaining an idea of their characteristics. And finally, 5. Finding alternative funding for the, for the appropriate solution including technology, infrastructure, staffing, and faculty. Now, 10 years later, many colleges and universities find themselves in dire straits once again. Some of the colleges suffering from rising costs, declining enrollments, and declining contributions and endowments may have actually experienced a turnaround in the 1990s, but due to circumstances, find themselves in trouble again. For those who weathered the first challenge, this return to crisis mode, a kind of deja vu decline, must be emotionally draining. So here are some of the top reasons for declining enrollments in 2007. 1. Stale degrees and curriculum. 2. Emerging competition. 3. College changes direction and goes into the wrong markets. 4. Inadequate information, marketing, and support, college becomes invisible. Five, rapid increases in tuition and fees. Six, no flexibility in delivery options, no online courses, no hybrid courses, etc. Seven, no enthusiasm or sense of focus, mission, or future potential when contacting or interacting with the college. Eight, students with technical and administrative problems when they take their courses, resulting in poor performance. 9. Scholarship funds dry up. And 10. Students are required to stay in expensive, out-of-date dorms that lack high-speed internet connections. So, here's even a more extensive laundry list of potential problems for the 2000s. Some are covered above in the top 10 list, but some are not. At any rate, the checklist I'm going to go over right now could be used as a quick diagnostic for a college that is experiencing declines in enrollment, creeping costs, and declines in, in contributions. So let's look at an expanded checklist of common 
small college problems. One, early adopter for technology solutions, online distance education now can't afford the updates, so now they've la now the college has lagged behind. Two, enrollment is declining. Students cite poor service and an out-of-date curriculum. They are going with the competition. Three, students are not returning after their first or second semester. They do not finish their courses, often because they do not possess adequate skills to succeed, but the college cannot afford to provide tutoring. Four, rapid turnover in administration leads to many vision changes, resulting in blurred vision and a loss of focus in establishing a brand image to the world at large. Five, student support services are inadequate and slow to respond to student issues. Six, long wait at the help desk. Seven, billing errors resulting in poor collection rates and a time-consuming correction process. Eight, student registration, billing, and records are housed in, on a now obsolete system that does, does not integrate well with financial aid, housing, and other departments. Nine, new departments were formed to solve emerging issues, but they were understaffed. Ten, bookstore coordination is poor, and the students often purchase the wrong materials, resulting in frustration and the desire to drop the class. Eleven, Faculty are required to teach large face-to-face -face sections, and students often drop. Twelve, reliance on athletic scholarships, sources of funding dried up. Thirteen, over-reliance on athletes brought down overall ac academic level with low graduation rate. Fourteen, campuses located on what used to be a prestigious centrally located neighborhood, but now is in the middle of a high crime area, resulting in high security costs and a reputation for getting mugged. And fifteen, student faculty, me or faculty members are not publishing books or articles, not winning grants or presenting at conferences, and the school is missing free publicity opportunities. Many of Ruth Cohen's insights still hold true for the 2000s. The role of technology, though, is not always st stated. So let's just take a look at effective turnaround strategies for 2007. One, obtain leadership buy-in for an honest assessment of problems to avoid problem blindness. Two, articulate the institutional vision and mission in terms of curriculum, delivery methods, technology, and existing resources. Three, articulate the institutional vision and mission in terms of emerging technologies and delivery with an emphasis on affordability and leveraging legacy systems and forging forward-looking partnerships. Four, develop ways to partner with technology, instructional material, and organizations who provide support to share in marketing, to offload costs, and to develop cohort groups of new students. Six, five, identify problems and estimate the actual impact on enrollment and the bottom line. Prioritize based on the the negative impacts or potential. Six, identify solutions 
list costs as well as positive impacts on enrollment, revenues, and costs. Prioritize based on positive impacts. Create a weighted positive impact statement. 7. Avoid one-shot desperate move bailout strategies, selling property, etc. 8. Inspire a team effort with college, faculty, and administration. Allow egalitarian participation in problem solving. 9. Avoid pessimism. Focus on transformation rather than just hanging on. 10. Create a groundswell of enthusiasm with students, alumni, and family. The turnaround strategies for 2007 are listed in a rather cursory manner with virtually no discussion. However, each of the points deserves a, a rather detailed discussion, which will take place in future articles. However, for the purposes of identification of problems and for general planning for a turnaround, the meta-strategy approach listed here is probably an appropriate first step. So I really hope you've enjoyed this. I hope it's been um, at least provocative, at least um, intriguing enough to get yourself <laughs> like kind of receptive to what I really liked about Ruth Cohen's article is the idea of like problem blindness. So at least it may get gets you receptive to stripping off the blinders and going ahead and and doing something interesting and scary possibly but meaningful in terms of strategic retreats planning problem solving and actually coming up with a strategy for turning around a small college in an innovative way so that you can actually maintain your vision and keep control. So if you have any questions or have any suggestions, feel free to post them. I'm Susan Smith-Nash, and you've been listening to some thoughts on e-learning. Come back, please. <laughs>